Welcome into the News for Jags podcast. I'm Jamal St. Cyr alongside Justin Barney. Justin, it's getting closer to game. It's West Coast time, right? <laughs> We're on West Coast time this week. Four o'clock game on Sunday. And kind of the kiss of death has been uh, the West Coast for the Jags. Three and 15 all time out on the West Coast and Pacific time. So does that change this week? Uh, ooh, that's a tough one right there. Really, you know, look, this is an important game. This is a measuring stick game for this team. Uh, if they play them close, you know you're making progress. If you win, you know you're maybe mm-hmm. ahead of schedule. If you get blown out, then maybe you're behind right. or last week's loss was overblown and you didn't turn that proverbial corner that you were hoping you turned. The Chargers are a team with Super Bowl aspirations. So this is a really good football team. So the, while we're not talking about moral victories, but this is a chance where you can put your guys against their guys and kind of really get a, a good feel about just where this roster is. Because last week they did demolish the Colts, but the Colts were without some of their best players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this maybe is a, a Colts team that isn't as good as many people expected it to be, but we know what the Chargers are. We right. know who they are. They're coming off a loss to Kansas City last week, so they're a team that's looking to get back on the winning trail, so they're not. you're not going to show up and catch them loafing in this one. Right, and, you know, again, I think the biggest thing with, with them, does Justin Herbert play? And if he does, how effective is he going to be? Um, they are a Super Bowl contender team. I think they have those Super Bowl aspirations. I don't know if Jacksonville can, you know, you can say what you want about the, the history and, oh, you know, we don't buy into that. And, you know, Doug has mentioned several times that they don't look at the, the Colts streak in Jacksonville and really put any merit into it or the West Coast streak. But I do. I, I, Jacksonville has historically played terrible on the West Coast. Got gutted last year against Seattle. Um, just, I cannot remember a good Jacksonville game on the West Coast when they won against uh, Oakland a couple years ago um, in in uh, California when they were still there. It was almost like Oakland gave that game away. It's not like Jacksonville went out and just absolutely dominated, they dominated that game. So I just don't have a lot of faith when Jacksonville is playing a West Coast game. I'd like to think differently and that this is a different team. And um, there are shades of it that it's, it's a different team. Doug Peterson, just by listening to him, talk in press conferences or you ask him questions, he is so much different than uh, Doug Marone, so much different than Urban oh, gosh, Meyer. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, he knows what he's doing. He keeps repeating the same lines, and you really feel that he is a different coach. There's confidence behind Doug Marone. So, you know, maybe that was – Peterson. Doug Peterson. Doug Marone. So you're getting your Doug's mixed up. It is confusing that you went from Doug to Urban back to Doug. Doug. It's like, uh, what? Yeah, so I do do feel that the confidence with Doug Peterson, um, the the things he said, the guys have bought into it. I mean, you could see that scene in the locker room last week uh, of Doug getting the game ball and how many players were just pumped for him. And you just, it feels different with Doug Peterson. I, I know we said that throughout the offseason. You ask players about it, and it feels different. So maybe the West Coast trip will be different this time. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith that they can win out there if they're playing Justin Herbert. Uh, but again, that's why they play the games. That is why they play the games, and they also play them to see if injuries can play a role <laughs> in the games. Uh, you know, look, that, that's the big thing in this game is can Justin Herbert go? That rib cartilage injury supposed to be pretty painful. Doug Peterson even talked about how, you know, it's tough to cough, turn. And, you know, he's practiced this one. Right. He's got some throws in. But the big thing isn't necessarily can he play through the pain? 
can he be effective mm-hmm. through the paint? Because when you start talking about, okay, well, he can throw the ball, but can he hand it off? Yeah. And because you got to be able to turn to do that. And then can you take a hit? That's, and an, a that's charge, an injury that you're going to, I mean, your body, it's like a back injury. You can't, you move a certain way and it, it's going to hurt. And I you're going to feel it. It's going to be different, especially if you get, you know, I mean, Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, Trayvon Walker and, is like and a, laying into you. A that's, freight train, man. That's uh, that's not something you want if you're you're the Chargers. And if, if I the, was the Chargers, I would hold him out just I, to be safe. And that's the thing because you're the Chargers are a team with Super Bowl aspirations. Yes. And you've got a guy with a rib cartilage injury that takes time to yes. heal. And at some point, if you want to make it to the Super Bowl, his ribs got to be right. Right. So I and, I would play it safe if I was Brandon Staley and early in the season yes. it would make sense if they if they said you know what we're gonna go with Chase Daniel if we get a win great if we lose so be it mm-hmm. but we know in the playoffs this guy's got to be right. right and it's not like the season just has a, a you know a big break we're not gonna get a a, a multi week chance for this guy's ribs yep. to get right one way or another so you're coming off the long week give him a second week. Maybe that helps, but he may need to miss two or three games because the Chargers, again, Super Bowl aspirations, you got to be 100%. I just don't know if you jeopardize you don't. that future for for a couple of games. In the, early in the season. For right. a week three game? Yeah, I, I if don't, this was week 10, I get it. Play through it. Play through it. Yeah. Week three? Come on. Yeah, I'm so, with you. I, I would... I would be careful if I were the Chargers. Again, that's an injury that can have the potential to drag on, like a sprained ankle or a yes. back injury or something. And all it's going to take is one or two good cracks on on Justin Herbert. Doug Peterson that said, you know, if he plays, that doesn't change the um, attack of the Jaguars' defense. He's Man. not going to, you know, they're not going to go out and, and intentionally try and sure. hit him any harder. <laughs> but I think that is a you don't have to tell him, you know, Doug Peterson have to say that. But players on the team are going to smell blood in the water and want to absolutely crush Justin Herbert. Look, I'm the Greg Williams school on this one. I'm telling you the first drive, I'm calling all-out blitzes every chance I get. And we're going to find out in the first four plays of the Chargers offense, if it's me, if I'm calling the plays, I'm t- we're going zero on the back end, and I'm sending the house. Jamal is a, Jamal's a New Orleans guy, so yes. he, he's endorsing the, the bounty gate of Greg Williams. Hey, I'm not saying I put a bounty on him. I'm just saying we're going to find out real fast. If, I'm, if I was calling the plays, we'd find out on their first drive, Justin Herbert's, if his ribs were yep. okay. Either I'm, I'm telling boys in the back, don't get beat deep. But we sit in the house. Yeah, because somebody gonna hit him, and we are gonna find out right yeah. now. And I think you're, you're, I mean, they're talking to grown men, and they're gonna wanna. That's a target on Justin Herbert this week. If so. he goes out there with that rib, those rib pads on, all that does it, it's extra padding, sure, but it also gives these guys something to aim for as they try and hit him. Yeah. So you know, look, it's week three. In my opinion, I would sit him out. Will the Chargers have that same opinion? Probably not. And I'm sure Justin Herbert's not thinking that way either. But when you're a team that has aspirations of a deep playoff run. Ultimately, your most valuable games are at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Right now, I understand they wouldn't want to lose two in a row because can Chase Daniels go out there and win the game? We we really don't know. For for, uh, being a career backup, he really hasn't played that many games for you to really say, all right, well, he can competently go out here and do that. But Ultimately, and this would favor the Jaguars, if Chase goes in there, all you have to win that game. Mm-hmm. If, if, if Justin Herbert plays and you play it close and end up losing, you know you can feel good. You're like, all right, Chargers are a really good football team. Moral victory here. Right. We can kind of measure ourselves. We lost by eight. 
great. We're, you're feeling good. Well, you but if Chase year. Daniels goes out there and slices you up, yeah. you know what? Burn the whole thing. Yeah, and you <laughs> saw it last year. Geno Smith and the Seahawks. I mean, it, you, Jacksonville's perfect situation there. Russell Wilson not playing. And what did Geno Smith do? Went out and carved Slice and the dice. Jaguars up. Now, I know it's different year to year, but again, it's strange things happen on the West Coast, and I don't think Jacksonville is good enough yet to be able to, to feel a little bit more confident if they're facing Chase Daniels instead of Justin Herbert. I just don't, I don't think they're there. But We might not think they're there. <laughs> the players are there. Of course, yeah, I mean, I, look, I've talked to these guys in the locker room, and I'm telling you, I, I talked to Shaquille Griffin because he's a Seattle guy. I said, look, you made these swings. He was like, and the thing he said, he said he saw it when teams came to Seattle. He said it's because they changed their watches. They changed the time. Your phone changes as you fly over, and then guys stay up later than they would. And all of a sudden now they stay up till 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. their time thinking, oh, well, it's only whatever. And kickoff sneaks up on you. Right. So now you're dragging a little bit. You're not as fresh. That sleep does go a long way when you're talking about physically being refreshed for game time. I talked to Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones was like, I ain't worried about it. You know, he's a guy from San Diego, so he's the sixth captain this mm-hmm. week. But he said, you know, during Detroit, when he was in his Detroit days, and Cincinnati days, he would fly back to California all the time. He'd go, you know, go through the week, fly back home, and then fly back. So he was like, he, he got used to that flight, and he's like, it really doesn't bother him. I asked the same thing to Jamal Agnew, another guy from San Diego who goes back. He's like, it really doesn't bother So there's a bunch of guys on this lock, on this team where I'm like, I asked them. And like Marvin said, it ain't no problem. I said, you sure? Like, Jaguars only won three games in history. He's like, I don't know why. You know, it doesn't bother me. So... A lot of these guys are confident that the travel shouldn't be a problem. Uh, now, whether or not that comes yeah. to fruition, uh, I don't know. But uh, there are, for there's a, a handful of these guys that have done it, whether it's for personal reasons or from past teams. Because, I mean, think about it. Rayshon Jenkins, his there's, second team, his, he been, was with the Chargers, so he been, was doing uh, it. <laughs> yeah, there's been 15 other Jaguar teams who probably <laughs> said the exact same thing. Oh, West Coast trip doesn't bother us. We're from... Uh, you know, and you go out there and get rung up uh, 40 to 6. So, yeah, I, I do believe there's something to be said about that Jaguars historically inept streak out on the West Coast. I mean, it spanned, you know, a generation of players, basically. Jacksonville has never been good on the West Coast. And it's interesting that Doug isn't deciding to do anything strange. Like, the Falcons are playing in Seattle. They went out and practiced in, at Washington or at, at the University of Washington this week, to get out there mm-hmm. early and get accustomed to the time. Doug's like, nah, we're just going to move meetings up a little bit and let guys get to bed. And Doug, so, you know, if Doug Peterson has done well he has. in L.A. D- Doug Peterson has never lost there. Done well. So, and, and keep in mind, he was coming from Philly, so it's not like it's in a shorter right. trip. So uh, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see if his approach does translate or if it's just a, a Jaguars pl- Maybe it's the plane. Maybe it's the, maybe maybe it's, it's the plane. Maybe it's yeah. the plane. <laughs> maybe you can rent a bus and drive out there. <laughs> you go, yeah. go the little Madden route with it and yeah, busting across the country. Yeah, I just there's something to be said for that streak. Again, that has spanned this franchise since the beginning. They have always struggled out there. And, again, you can say it doesn't bother you all you want. History doesn't mean anything. Uh, it's a new set of guys, new coaching staff, but I do think there's something, uh, there's some hangover uh, for a, a Florida team to go out there in the West Coast and play, and this Florida team especially. I don't know what it is, but uh, strange things happen out there when the Jaguars play on the West Coast. Yeah, and you know, hopefully the strange things go in the Jaguars' favor this week. That would, yeah, you know, that would be strange, nice. That would be nice. 
I don't know, maybe a, a, a bad screen pass that's an easy pick six. Or I'll even take the ending to that the Browns-Steelers game last night, just an easy Jaguars touchdown right. to, to, to ice it off. Something, something strange, but that goes in their favor. You know, it, so far it seems like things are bouncing in their favor because the Jaguars have not been a team on the plus side of the turnover differential. Oh, unreal. For, I don't even want to look at the stat to know how long it's been. You had been. nine takeaways last season. Total. Nine. Total. Nine. And, and they've, they've got five. through. Well, they're plus five in the turnover differential, so they got six. Six. Six for two games. Yep. So, I mean – on the pace they're on, they might equal their last five, season total in week five. Five interceptions and a fumble. And, you know, last year, how many balls hit Jaguars defensive backs in the hands last year? And you know, Shaq Griffin, perfect example. He was so close last year, never got a pick. Mm-mm. Had gotten one this year uh, still. But, again, Jacksonville's defensive backs last year struggled to bring balls in. It started maybe in that last game of the year against the Colts last year yeah. and really has snowballed this year. I mean, five interceptions. Again, two against Carson Wentz and three last week against Matt Ryan. Uh, so you're not dealing with uh, the, the upper crust gunslingers of the league. But nonetheless, I mean, five interceptions in two games. And a lot of that is starting on the defensive line and those linebackers getting home right. and uh, collapsing that pocket. And, you know, we've seen time again Trevor Lawrence when that pocket collapses. Uh, going back to last year, just a bad decision, a terrible throw, throwing to double coverage and uh, an easy pick opportunity. Um, and he's had a couple of those this year that were not picked off. Um, but Jacksonville starting on that defensive front, and that has just changed the complexion of the game. Two games in, five interceptions, unbelievable turnaround from that defense under Mike Caldwell. Right, and it's just very different. Typically, the one of the calling cards of teams that turn around from year to year, turnovers. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back and look at teams that struggle, generally they lose more fumbles than they recover. Especially their own fumbles, but the other teams as well, or forced fumbles mm-hmm. as well. And the Jaguars historically have not had the ball bounce their way. Right, right now, it seems like they're bouncing their way. If they can keep that up, I mean, even Justin Herbert throws interceptions, so maybe a hurt rib injury is enough for him to be a little less accurate. Yes. I mean, Mike Williams's calling card. Part of Keenan Allen, he's an extremely talented route runner, but part of Keenan Allen's thing, too, as well, is 50-50 balls. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? Maybe he takes a little, that rib takes a little bit off of it, and those turnovers keep rolling because those guys are confident, and now they're competing for interceptions. And Mike Caldwell even talked about it this week. He said, you know what? I, you, you know, it's a, com- a competition business, and you want to get more out of a guy than you're already getting? Put a competition amongst the guys that he's working with. Right. So now Andre Sisco's got an interception. Rayshon Jenkins got an interception. Tyson Campbell got an interception. You think Shaq Griffin's not sitting there like everybody got a pick with me? Like <laughs> you know, so he, he's probably doing a little bit of extra film work. And that's what Mike Caldwell said that like that's a real thing because mm-hmm. they are talk they talk about that amongst each other and they there's a little tra- a friendly competition, a little friendly trash talk. Josh Allen is not hitting his, his sack competition with Trayvon Walker, they they want to see or, mm-hmm. and are competing with stats. So you're going to probably get just a little bit of extra from Shaq because, you know, hey, I, I want, everybody else got to pick with me. Come mm-hmm. on. So those turnovers might start coming more and more, and the more these guys feel it and are confident that, you know what, it's mine, the more they'll come. I like the way the defense has played this year, and uh, we've talked about it in the preseason during training camp how good the defense looked. It seemed like they were a step or two ahead of where the offense was, and they really carried that over to the regular season. I mean, Andre Sisco has played well. Really, outside of the lapses against the commanders, 
you know, there have the defense has played so well. I don't mm-hmm. know if you attribute that to Mike Caldwell. Do you attribute it to the uh, the fresh blood on the the defensive side of the ball? Uh, because they've got some mm-hmm. some guys who have made an impact uh, that were not here last year, big time. Trayvon Walker has played well. Devin Lloyd, you know, the highest graded rookie in week two by PFF. Um, they have got some performances from guys who have really kind of almost reshaped this defense in a short period of time. Yeah, the, the, the matchup between the Chargers offense and the Jaguars defense should be very interesting. And we'll be one to keep an eye on, but I guess we can't undersell the Chargers defense either. And definitely the matchup between them and the Jaguars offense, that's another big part of that game. That Chargers defense, they've had some guys. Khalil mm-hmm. Mack looks like the Camille La- Mack yes. that from, a, from a couple years ago when everybody thought he might be the best player yes. in the league again. So this pass rush could give... Uh, could give them some problems. Yes. It's going to be something to worry about. But luckily, luckily, Cam Robinson is the big big money tackle. So him and – I don't know if I, luckily was the right word. But Robinson and Jawan Taylor are going to have to earn their money right. this week. And, and to, to their credit, they played well. They played two good defensive lines phenomenally. In, in weeks one and two. Mm-hmm. So they played some very good guys. Week one, I thought they struggled a little bit. Much better in week two. And you saw that. The quick releases by Trevor, um, the offensive line gaining confidence. Trevor wasn't sacked last week. Um, so I think there's been a, a mixed bag with those two guys, but the arrow trending up. You know, the last performance we saw was a good performance from that offensive line. Jawan Taylor has been one of the top graded tackles in the league and no penalties so far right. this season. He looks like a man on a mission, and it just so happens to be a contract year, so he might be trying to earn <laughs> him some money. Uh, but so far, so good, and yes. that, that, that'll help the Jaguars' chances. One of the big things that's going to be important this week, as I kind of look at it, is going to be Christian Kirk. Uh, and keeping an eye on Derwin James because we saw what Derwin James did to Travis Kelsey last Ooh. week, and if you didn't, it looked like something out of WrestleMania. I mean, he might Derwin James might have a second career when football's done. Yes. Uh, Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk both a lot lighter in the butt right. than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> right. So if he, if he can pick up and power bomb that guy, like yes. I, I feel for Christian Kirk because if you like he's been phenomenal over the first two weeks, but. A lot of the passes he catches are over the middle, yep, yes. and that's where Derwin James that hangs is, out a lot. That is Derwin's operating room right <laughs> no. there. That is a behead kind of uh, <laughs> hit right there. So be the head on the school. I like Christian Kirk. I think he's been the best free agent acquisition through two games. I mean, he has played very well. I think he's fourth or fifth in the league in receiving. Um, been that Trevor underneath route runner who's uh, been able to, to develop that rapport with them. I really like what Christian mm-hmm. Kirk has brought to this team. He's been phenomenal. And the, the interesting thing to watch will be, can he keep up this pace? Because the Jaguars have shown that they're going to move him around. They like to try and get him matched up on linebackers. And now that they've had two games of tape, how does the league respond to that? How, what are they going to do to match it? One of the things the Chargers defense already does a lot of is play a lot of man coverage. And when I talked to Christian Kirk during the offseason and asked him, what's your role on this team? The first thing out of his mouth was, I have to win when we face man coverage. This is the first thing he said. So this week is going to be a huge test because the Colts Mm -hmm. play a ton of zone. Uh, the, The commanders mix and match both, but the Chargers play a ton of man. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think teams are going to start doing is, is the Jaguars try and get him matched up on those linebackers is they're going to send a guy who's going to follow him to prevent that matchup from happening because they know that's what you want. Right. So it'll be interesting to see if he can win those matchups now that teams are going to start responding and, in his words, 
he has to win against man coverage, and that's this week. Right, and so, that's, he, he is about 740-ish yards away from a career high in receiving already. So he's never had 1,000 yards. He's about it. right at 200 yards receiving through two games. Um, so it will be interesting as defenders really kind of pick up on what Jacksonville's done, what Christian has done, what routes he likes to run, those little underneath routes that were so successful last week, if he can continue that progress. Because, man, he has looked so good early. Last Jaguars 1,000-yard receiver, DJ Chark. Uh, and it's been a few years. Yeah, it's been a few years. <laughs> that was 2019. Yep. And yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the streaks <clears throat> that, that the Jaguars have going date back to 2019. <laughs> like, it, it, the last time they were competent, 2019. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, the last winning streak, 2019. Right? I mean, you, you that 2019 season holds a lot of meaning, and we bring it up a lot. But that was the last time that they won more than, you know, a few games in right. the season. Uh, that was Minshew Mania year, so definitely an interesting season. All right, Justin, uh, I think we've already kind of alluded to this, but uh, I guess it's time for us to go ahead and pick the game. Um, I'm not going with the Jaguars in this one. I'm not either. You and I are both on the same page. <laughs> yeah, the, the only way, like right now, I have the Jaguars losing this game. But, of course, if Justin Herbert is out, I immediately flip my pick. Okay. If Chase Daniels starts this game, I go Jaguars, I go Jags heavy. Um, I, I'm not a Chase Daniels believer. Okay. Uh, enough teams have looked at him, considered him, and he has sat on the bench. It's great. Fine. Dandy mm-hmm. Austin Eckler's been fine this year. Mike Williams is okay. He's not DeAndre Hopkins where he's like quarterback proof. So, at that point, if, if Chase Daniels starts this game... I don't think the Chargers score more than 20 points. Okay. Uh, if Justin Herbert starts, I got him getting close to 30. Okay. <laughs> so, so 10-point swing there. All right. Um, and, th- and that would be the difference in the game because right now I have the Jaguars losing this game 28-17. Okay. Um, that's where I'm at. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm similar to you. I've got the Chargers 27-17 over Jacksonville if Justin Herbert plays. So if Chase Daniel plays... I'm still going to pick the Chargers. I would say Chase Daniel and the Chargers win 23-17. So I'll pick a Jaguars uh, loss both ways, regardless of the quarterback, but obviously a little bit more wide if uh, if Justin Herbert's the guy. One way or another, it should be a good game. Um, we'll be definitely watching this one closely as game time comes. Uh, that'll do it for another News for Jags podcast. We'll check in with you and see if the Jaguars can put those West Coast woes behind them. See you next time.